Okay, we have an exciting guest. Miss Brenda Flank is running for Ward 4, Las Vegas City Council. How are you doing, Miss Flank? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for coming on the Conservatively Shannon Show. Well, tell the listeners, who is Brenda Flank and why are you running for Las Vegas City Council? Okay. Well, I guess I can start out like from the beginning. Um, I was born and raised here in Las Vegas. Uh, all of my family are still here and I've been very active in our, our community. So I've decided at this point in my life, what more can I give back to my city? And what better way than to be a representative on the city council? So that's one of the reasons that I'm running. Because I have such deep roots here in our community, I think that I have a better gauge of what the needs are, especially in c considering the massive growth that we've had in our city, say, the past seven to 10 years. Um, like I said, I'm engaged and involved in our community, and I want to continue representing people in Ward 4 and Las Vegas City Council or the Las Vegas City as a whole. Yeah, you've seen a lot of changes to the city, and I'd say there's a, a lot of growth, and of course, a lot of people are still by the droves coming here. Um, yes, and that's one of the concerns that we as natives or longtime uh, Las Vegas citizens have. Um, are we able to keep up with the growth? One of the things that, because city council is your local government, which of course has the greatest impact on how we live our daily life. Are we keeping up with this growth with regards to providing services that city council members are uh, responsible for? There are a lot of things that, you know, each municipality or branch of government is responsible for certain things. Uh, city council members they are charged with making sure that we have a safe city. Um, and on the campaign trail, I hear a lot about the growth in crime. And one of our concerns is, are we keeping up with the growth in our city in order to combat the crime that has come along with it? So we need to make sure that the resources are there for our municipality in order to fund our police and also make sure that they have the, the training and the equipment that they need to provide those services. Uh, another thing that our city, of course, is involved or responsible for is business licensing so it's important that we understand and are able to make sure that the types of businesses that are opening in our city are um, 
how would you put it, that uh, the mix as well, that there's a balance for the lifestyles in different communities and the businesses that they can work together in order to provide services. Mm -hmm. So those are the two, I would say, critical missions of a city council person. Yeah, uh, also, public uh, mm -hmm. roads and safety traffic is also an issue. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we keep up with the growth and making sure that we're able to maintain those services for our, our citizens. Yeah, we've seen such an explosion in people of, of growth in the city as far as the population and it is very important for people to know that when they come here, certain things is is not going to be tolerated. Like the we see, the cr criminal activity is more robust. Um, we've seen a lot of progressive policies negatively impact things like law enforcement, our borders, crime, health autonomy how can you as uh are you a conservative woman yes i am i am a uh, conservative uh african-american or uh, if you want to put it that way in our community and conservative it's not necessarily about your political party or affiliation it is about your lifestyle mm -hmm. and when you use the word conservative, what we are trying to do as conservatives is to conserve or maintain the, um, the founding, um, what our country, what our city, what we actually stand for, uh, what the foundation of our communities are about. And it's basic, it's simple. Most people are conservatives. They want to make sure that services are available to them that they've actually paid for. Mm -hmm. I mean, these things are not free, and we are entitled to those things because we pay for them. So when it comes to being conservative, we want to conserve those things that we are entitled to and that we can also share with others and that it can be carried on from generation to generation. That's what our country is about when you look at it as the big picture. So we have to make sure that the things that we are doing can move forward for years to come. Yeah, and to preserve and conserve the freedoms yeah. that we fought for. Right, um, the foundation of basic principles of our country, absolutely. Yes. Now, we've seen a rise in these progressive policies ne negatively impact uh, cities like San Francisco to New York. And how do you think that as a conservative, you can work with other council members to not let these types of policies affect our city? Because I, I can't imagine us having smash and grabs on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, so how can you work with uh, the public and city council members just to let them know that those policies would not be a good fit here? Well, I think it's important that you have a foundation or support system uh, 
you see what's happening at our school boards and how the parents are speaking up about things that are happening in the classroom. Well, we need that same type of support system to say, you got to make sure that our police department is funded in order to provide those um, services to our community. Communication is also important. You have to be able to communicate effectively with other members of the council so that everybody's attention is going in the same direction. The example that you use, the smash and grabs, believe it or not, it is it has happened in our city. It is happening in our city. But I think that the police department and other agencies are more aware of things. And a good thing that is not happening is the uh, no cash bail. And when people are arrested, they are being prosecuted. So it's important that we hold people account to the activities or the things that they engage in instead of being arrested and then being let out the back door. We can't stand for that. So it's important, number one, to elect people in a position that can make those decisions and make sure that your best interest is being looked at and not the special interests of outside groups. So the focus has to be clear and we have to make it clear as well that we are not going to stand for that kind of activity in our city. Yeah, one thing that we have to, as conservatives, uh, convey to the African American <laughs> community at large is that just because someone is being held accountable for their actions uh, as far as any criminal activity, that doesn't mean that law enforcement is anti-black, you know, because a lot of the criminal reform that people were calling for, um, it seemed like it went to an extreme where they don't want law enforcement. They want to defund law enforcement. They want people committing criminal acts to not be prosecuted. And it sort of uh, just sullies the whole movement of criminal justice reform. Um, so, yeah, you know, one of the things I think that's completely missing in the conversation is who are the people that are committing the crimes? So if we have a lot of black folks that are out there committing crimes, does that mean we're supposed to look the other way because they're committing crimes? Does that mean that they are being targeted? No, it is because they are out there committing crimes. Now, I don't have any statistical information right here in front of me right at this moment, but statistically speaking, a lot of crime is committed by black folks. And it is sad. So what do we think? What do we need to look at? We need to look at the issues in our community that is propelling this type of behavior. Mm -hmm. Let's address the issues at the roots. And where does that start? 
it starts in our community, in our families, and what it is that we are doing, what are the things that we tolerate, what are the things that we actually make excuses for. I do not make excuses for anyone committing crimes. But sadly, in our community, Shannon, and you know it, they make excuses. Oh, it's because he's black. No, it's because he committed a crime. Exactly. Let's be real about the things that are happening in our community. Stop making excuses. I, I agree with you on that. It it's, it starts right in the four corners of your home. And also, it starts with the school system. Making sure people have good education so they can have better opportunities and options. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I'm I'm involved in uh, education in our community. I mean, I am a founding mother, I guess you could say, of a state public charter school, a school that is open to any family, any student that wants to come and get a good education. It is a charter school. So there are a lot of things that our school is not, um, I guess you could say, bogged down with the uh, bureaucracies of things in the system Mm -hmm. that allows us to offer the kind of education that's actually going to be beneficial to any student as they grow. See, right now, our system is not interested in educating our kids. They are interested in indoctrinating our kids, making sure that they can conform to whatever the system or the state say they should. It's not about education, because if it were, we would not have had our kids out of school for the past two years. Can you imagine these kids that have missed two years, not only just in the classroom, but the social interaction that kids need in order to grow? Are Mm -hmm. these kids going to be able to make that up? No, that is two years lost that they can never get back. And it breaks my heart what they have done to our kids. And you've seen a reflect you we've seen a reflection in that with over uh, supposedly there was fifty three hundred cases reported of assault and threats in the CCSD this year, uh, now that the children have gone back to in-person learning full-time, which is another question I had, uh, Brenda. Mm -hmm. The COVID restrictions have impacted the business community, school systems, and children, as you said, Mm -hmm. also the housing markets. What are you hoping the city council can do to help the city get things back on track? Well, one of the things I think they need to do is make sure that um, resources, you know, this, The city uh, supports a a lot of businesses, not just in the licensing process, but also by way of resources Um, in business and in education. uh, The city of Las Vegas is not directly responsible for things that happen at the school district, 
but there is an interest as far as education in our community, after school programs and things like that. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of resources that are available through the city for small businesses, for nonprofit organizations to take advantage of, to help us actually recover from what was done to the system. So if, if there's anyone out there that has a nonprofit or a business that can or does support things that's going to help our community grow, they should reach out to the city. Um, take a look at the website and see the things that are available. There are opportunities for grants, uh, which a lot of people don't necessarily know, but it's not just through the city. I mean, the, the city has grants and the county and the state. We can't rely on city governments or state governments to provide the needs completely for our community. If that were the case, then just let the state do it. No, we have people out there that have experience, they have the energy, the drive, the determination, and the vision to help us recover. So it's a collaborative effort, I guess you could say. Yeah, I would agree. The government, you know, the government can't do everything. But because our government does allow nonprofit organizations and churches to be nonprofit, that's a great way for us to reach out and help each other uh, do things in the community and provide services to the community. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely agree. uh, Because government has, everybody has a role to play, right? So governments are at a certain level, but it's the community level is where the difference is actually made. Mm-hmm. So it's important that those community groups and organizations engage in that process and say, hey, what can we do together to make things better? Yeah, the having- education is just, it's heartbreaking. And I can only hope and pray that we can save some of our kids. Oh, well, together we definitely can. We definitely can. We can. Miss Brenda Flank, what uh, are the boundaries of Ward 4? Ward 4 is uh, actually with the redistricting, it's uh, pretty big. Um, Right now it covers Sun City, Summerlin, which is where I live. There's a portion of desert shores and then there's uh, painted desert which is at us 95 so it's that section that is i guess that would be west of us 95 mm-hmm. and then part of centennial hills that was part of the redistricting and then all the way north uh, past the 215 between Lake Mead and Farm. But we also have to consider, too, there's a big county island that sits kind of right there in the middle. But it's 
it's a pretty good section. It's basically part of the northwest portion of our city. Awesome. And if someone wants to know more about you and your campaign, how would they do that? I I would love to hear from anyone. Uh, If you're not in my district, that's okay, because it's not just about Ward 4. It is about um, our complete, our full city. Mm -hmm. I can be reached uh, through my website, brendaflank.com, or... um, you can email me at brenda at brendaflank.com. And my contact phone number is 702-286-8957. Well, that's wonderful. I want to thank you so much, Miss Brenda Flank, who's running for Las Vegas City Council, Ward 4. Thank you for joining us on the Conservatively Shannon Show. Thank you so much, Shannon. I really appreciate the time and the opportunity to express myself and uh, talk about the things that we can do together, for sure. All right. Okay. Bye-bye.